Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 26. If God judged you right now, would he delight in your integrity? According to the dictionary, integrity means the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. Another meaning is the state of being whole or undivided, uncorrupted, unimpaired, consistent. As I filled out my ballot today, it's election time here in the U.S., I looked up each and every judge on the ballot. There were county judges, state Supreme Court justices, and others. As I researched each one, I looked for their integrity score. If anyone had less than 90%, I Googled them to see their background. Though these were nonpartisan, I felt good having selected to retain some and not others. In today's Psalm, David is asking God to declare him innocent. That is something that God will ask you at some point. Are you innocent of all sin? Well, you know the answer. Let's dig in. Psalm 26. Declare me innocent, O Lord, for I have acted with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Put me on trial, Lord. Cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart, for I am always aware of your unfailing love and I have lived according to your truth. I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil, and I refuse to join in with the wicked. I wash my hands to declare my innocence. I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glorious presence dwells. Don't let me suffer the fate of sinners. Don't condemn me along with murderers. Their hands are dirty with evil schemes, and they constantly take bribes. But I am not like that. I live with integrity. So redeem me and show me mercy. Now I stand on solid ground, and I will publicly praise the Lord. Psalm 26, a Psalm of David. Points to ponder. Well, in the New King James Version, this was the NLT that I read, the New Living Translation. So verse 4 reads in the NKJV, I have not sat with idolatrous mortals, nor will I go in with hypocrites. Now, David had not and would never worship, venerate, or honor any other god, idol, statue, or person living or dead. That's idolatry and paganism. For instance, you are a hypocrite if you say you love Jesus yet pray to Mary. It's the same thing as bowing down to Satan, Baal, Buddha, or any of the million other gods that the pagan religions worship. I love proclaiming his wondrous works as well as giving thanks in all, in all circumstances. Do you?
Though we deserve to be among the sinners, because of Jesus' blood, we are redeemed and declared innocent and full of integrity. When we are born again and follow Jesus solely, we stand on solid ground and publicly praise the Lord. David's motives. Well, again, I turn to the good folks at Spoken Gospel, and this is from the Psalm 26 um, uh, Bible study plan in the free version Bible app. So, and I quote, David invites God to judge him. More specifically, he wants God to vindicate him in the eyes of his enemies. Vindication is a public declaration of both innocence and moral virtue. David wants God to call him perfect in the eyes of anyone who doubts it. David is so willing to let God judge him because he knows he's blameless. Blamelessness doesn't mean moral perfection, but wholehearted trust. David says his wholehearted trust is being mindful of God's loyal love and reliant on his enduring faithfulness. David's so confident that God's enduring love, in God's enduring love, that he's willing to submit himself entirely to God's examination. He willingly opens himself to his relationships to God's scrutiny, and he's confident he will be able to enter into God's presence as if his hands are completely innocent. Evil men might publicly slander and threaten him, but David knows that his unwavering trust will cause God to publicly declare all their slanderous schemes false, and David perfectly innocent. David knows he's not perfect. He knows God's moral perfection should cause him to fear, but he doesn't live in terror that God might strike him down for some small infraction. He fears out of humble recognition what he's enti- that he's entirely dependent on God's mercy. So where is the gospel? While we might not have enemies as bloodthirsty or evil as David's, we all know what it feels like to be misrepresented, gossiped about, or humiliated publicly. Our first normal response is to prove the rumors wrong. We want to prove evidence, talk to the people involved, and debunk the charges against us. David would call that vindication. The New Testament calls this being justified. When we are maligned and maliciously, viciously, viciously, viciously slandered by the voices around us, we want to be publicly defended, and God does that for us in Jesus. God publicly sentences the accusations thrown at us by our enemies. God silences condemnation not by remembering our good deeds, but remembering Jesus' faithfulness to us. When we wholeheartedly trust Jesus' demonstration of God's loyal love and enduring faithfulness, we become blameless. Our hands are innocent and nothing can separate us from God's loving presence. Regardless of threats and rumors breathed out by our enemies, our trust in God through Jesus eternally declares that we are blameless. Through Jesus' vindiction, we conquer every false word spoken against us. And from Jesus' throne, he speaks words of forgiveness over us even better than David ever heard. We stand in the solid ground of Jesus' tomb, which was more than David hoped for. We know that neither death 
life, angels, demons, or anything in all of creation can overturn God's verdict or our praise of him. And that, again, was from Spoken Gospel. And if you want to read the whole thing and check out their website, you can click on over to my blog and click on their link. The, the link to my blog is in the show notes. So how do you pray Psalm 26? Well, again, I take these Psalms, and this is just an example of how to take God's words, put them into your own words, and pray them back to him. The idea is to say it wholeheartedly and mean every word. You can't fool God, okay? He's going to know if you're just saying these words and not meaning them, or if you're saying them wholeheartedly, sincerely, okay? So, so this, this is how I would put this in my words. So this is, again, just an example. Declare me innocent, O Lord, for I have acted with integrity. I have trusted in you, Lord, without wavering. Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart, for I am always aware of your unfailing love, and I have lived according to your truth. I do not spend time with liars, idolaters, or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil, and I refuse to join in with the wicked, like celebrating Halloween or attending a trunk-or-treat event. I wash my hands to declare my innocence. I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glorious presence dwells. Don't let me suffer the fate of sinners. Don't condemn me because I am not like that. I live with integrity. I accept your salvation. Thank you for redeeming me and showing me mercy. Now I stand on solid ground, well-rooted in your word, and I will publicly praise you, Lord. Help me to stay pure and live a life of integrity. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if God judged you right now, would he delight in your integrity? You're not sure? Well, you don't have to worry because that's exactly why Jesus died on the cross. He died to give you integrity, to provide a way so that no matter what you've done in your past life, you can have a new life through him. That's the salvation that is only found through Jesus Christ, not through a church or Mary or a priest or a pope, through Jesus. So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, feel his shalom, his peace that surpasses all understanding. Get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven after you die and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen in any moment. What you have to do is believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ. He died taking your sins away forever, that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins, that is stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. When you ask Jesus to forgive you, he will. All your sins will be wiped clean, past, present, and future. And all means all. So be baptized by water baptism. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. So receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace, joy, peace, and the confident hope of eternal life. And that this world is not all there is. 
Oh, Lord. So if you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, How to Know Jesus. It's right at the top of the page. And in the bottom of today's blog, I embedded a wonderful sermon message on Acts 13 called The Plan by Pastor Tom Hughes. I got to tell you, he's in California, but I got to tell you, if I lived over there, I'd be going to his church. Um, uh, and it, I mean, excellent message. I'm so glad that it's available on the internet and that we've got this tool, uh, you know, and the availability of all these great um, t- uh, pastors that speak the truth and the good news of, of, uh, of Jesus' salvation. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. It's now open, my Christian Book Distributors Affiliate Bookstore. These hand-picked books cover Bible prophecy, Christian apologetics, worldview, and much more. Many are at discount prices. Isn't it time you got your Christian books from a Christian bookstore? Click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.